The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Good morning, hello, and welcome to the Eric St. Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week from the Impact Power Sports Studio. Look at that hair. That is so fantastic. I am so lucky to be seeing it right now. You all are probably swooning like, oh my God, look at him. Oh, look at him. Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I I actually started this. I sat down with my... uh, Typical winter cap on. And I said, you know, I need to give these people uh, what they what they desire. And that is to see uh, magnificent hair. Magnificent hair. Thus, I, uh, I went to work. You know that I work for you. It is, it is my life's goal to make you all happy. Chris says, I'm going gay for EZ. Yeah, I know. I'm going gay for EZ. Um, My God. Uh, Paul says, what's new in the Eric Zane Show podcast world? I've been mostly absent for a couple of months. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Welcome back. I would like to, um, I mean, honestly, if there isn't uh, anything new, that's normal. Typically, I don't have a lot new happening in the Eric Zane Show podcast world. But um, I will say this. Here it is, February 7th. Hang on a second. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about something. Knock it off! This mic was making some funny noises, which means it needs to get smacked. Not the mic, the processor. One of these days, I'll buy a new one of those machines. Uh, by the way, I guess uh, I'm piecing together through context that our beloved Sarah has um, perhaps COVID. Says, I'm feeling okay, no smell or taste. But other than that, all right, I, it, I'm guessing by the no smell, no taste, it could be COVID related. I hope you uh, recover quickly. Today is February 7th. Eight years ago, today, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. The end is near. This is it. This is the big one. They are done with me. (laughs) Because it was on February 5th. Let me back up even further. February 4th. The evening of February 4th. That was a Wednesday. The Grand Rapids Drive at the time were taking on the uh, Idaho Stampeders, I think, at the world-famous Deltaplex. 
The shot clock's malfunctioned. The ref comes over to me and says, we can't get the shot clock to work. I go, yeah, okay. oh, wow, thanks for the update. No, 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 I'm telling you because uh, you have to have a stopwatch. And when there's, uh, you know, it resets at 24 seconds. And then uh, when it gets down to 10 seconds, you have to count down 10 seconds. 10, 9. And it was so embarrassing. I, I mean, it, it doesn't sound that embarrassing to say it like that, but it was so awkward. So I'm like, are you kidding me? They go, no, seriously. So I, first couple of times, I like fucked it up. The coaches yell at me. What are you doing? I'm like, God damn it. All right. I'll figure this shit out. So then I'm just sitting there looking at the damn stopwatch right in my face. I'm not even watching the game. It was ridiculous. Uh, during that period of time, Joe Langloy, who owned that shit box building, uh, tries to, uh, uh, fix the clocks. And, um, I described him as lowering the rim, like the hydraulics so he could get access to the clock. And he almost lowered it down on a player's head. And then the, he couldn't get the fucking thing to work. So, uh, I blamed him. He was the one. Oh, this guy runs a place. He's walking around looking like he's lost, wearing his dungarees. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. And that's about I mean, I didn't call him a fucking asshole or anything like that. I was just expressing my frustration. Well, that's it. That's all it took. That's all it took. And uh, the next day, Thursday, I'm I'm telling that story. The story was kind of like a throwaway. We needed to buy a little time. Wasn't a big deal. Hey, hey, I got to tell this story. I had to count down the shot clock. Oh, okay, great. Show ends. I'm fucking doing what I do. Sit around waiting to go home. And Russ Hines comes walking in. The general manager. And this dude was such a pussy. He is such a pussy. He comes walking in and he goes, hey, I'm going to get a call. What are you talking about? Hold on a second. Darla's getting ready to hump O'Neal. What the hell are you doing, Darla? Poor O'Neal. He doesn't move a muscle. Okay, now I guess she's going to fall asleep on him. Can you imagine if you're sound asleep and your sister or brother just lays on top of you and you're expected to not move? Well, I'm going to get a call. Why? And and you could talk to Russ like that. Why? Well, you picked on Joel there. You said some pretty awful things. I go, I did not. I said his pants look silly. And, uh, oh my God, that, that's, who cares? I'm just saying. Yeah, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It's, it's totally cool. Well, yeah, okay. If you say so. Time passes. Fuckface Joel calls. All right. And he's uh, complaining about me. 
Now, the way they described it, uh, because Russ calls me at 3 in the afternoon on that Thursday. I'm getting sick and tired of cleaning up your messes. He's so mad. He's pulled all his advertising and he's uh, he's furious. We're banned from the intersection because this that dude also owned the intersection nightclub. I'm like, okay. You'll be in my office Friday morning as soon as the show's done. Okay. This is on the uh, 5th of February. But I see him before the show is done. I see him at like 8 a.m. He goes, okay. I want you to go on the air and do a heartfelt apology for the hurt that you've caused. You go and you apologize for being so mean. God damn it. So I go in there. I do the apology. Everybody's looking at me like I'm an idiot. We've got some audience member who's sitting in there. Like, had one to sit in with the show. Uh, Ray Bentley from the Buffalo Bills comes in right after that. We talk like Super Bowl or something like that because the Super Bowl was about to happen. The one that Peyton Manning won with Denver. That ends. Uh, I go sit down with Russ and, uh, and then all the other members of the show come in and they all just proceed to berate me. Oh, you're going to get us fired. You're going to this. I'm like, God damn. I didn't go on the air and say the N word for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. I knew I was fucked deep down. I knew I was fucked up. All right. You're suspended for one week. No pay. And then we'll reassess. All right. So that was bad. Uh, went home that Friday. Friday happens. Saturday happens. Sunday happens. I don't hear a word. Nobody. Monday happens. Tuesday happens. Wednesday happens. Thursday happens. Friday happens. I think there was a conversation with the burn King somewhere in there. And, uh, that that's when he opened up with, Oh yeah, it's more than just this. Uh, for a long, long time, you have uh, made a dark cloud in that studio. You are the dark cloud. Okay. Friday, Russ calls. Yeah, come on in. We got to have a word. And then I uh, put on a suit. I wandered in there. Why are you wearing a suit? I don't know. I'm going to get fired. I figured I'd dress up like a man. I sit down. He fires me. That's that. That happened on the uh, 12th of February. You know, I was like, well, why, did you, why didn't you just fucking fire me? Before, why did I have to wait? That was probably the worst. Waiting that whole week, uh, the seven days. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Um. So that comes, that goes. Um, God, what the fuck? What was I going to talk about next? About that. There was some spectacular moments. Oh. So then they give me, they say, all right, um, here's your hush money. 
sign this and accept the hush money and you can never speak of this again. I did not. I said, keep your fucking money. Um, Greg and Chris had to buy me out of the syndication, which wasn't bad. It was a sizable amount of money. Um, 60 days later, I was back on the air. It could have been 30 days, but it was actually not enough time to get ready. Uh, and then that meant Michael Gray had to lose his job again. And uh, off we go. Off we go on WBBL. Um, during that time off, I did the um, uh, video podcast, I guess. Which, honestly, I was convinced that I was going to be doing a podcast at that point in time. I went and purchased a, a lot of the equipment that I use right now. I was like, well, I guess I'll just do a podcast. I don't have any idea about how I'd do it, but I'm, I'm going to. That's all I know how to do. And then all of a sudden, uh, Cumulus came through and said, hey, we actually want to want to try to put you on. Okay, great. Um, the rest is history because during those two months away, everything was fine with Greg and Chris. And uh, there was, there's a couple other nuances that are too silly to get into. And I barely remember now. Uh, the day that I was to start at BBL, Greg reached out to me and said, Hey, good luck today. I'm like, thanks. Now I knew absolutely that what I was going to say, um, was going to piss them off. All right. Now, all I did was told the sequence of events from my standpoint, how either they happened or how, uh, what happened affected me. And, oh, this was not good. They went bonkers. There was a couple key moments that they were like, oh, no, this is going to be awful. And it should have been because it was. And then they're like, all right, we will respond uh, later. Steve sent me this text calling me a liar. Like, I'm not fucking lying. What the fuck are you talking about? Um, and that was that there was no lying whatsoever. It was all hundred percent true. Everything that, uh, that I said on the air at the time, what they didn't like the most was the idea that they didn't have my back and they're like, Oh, well we had his back before when he did this and when he did that and when he did, it's like, well, yeah, you're goddamn right. You should. Uh, I had my back all, I had hot wings back all those times that he was about to get fucking fired. It was more than once. And the thing is, it was horrible because Hotwings was about to be fired because he sucked. Uh, Pemberton was going to fire him for that uh, on, on 94.5 or 97.5 and 105.7. The Hawk, he was going to get fired for that. And Greg himself wanted uh, Hotwings to take a massive pay cut because he felt Hotwings didn't do enough. I remember where I was when he told me that. And I go, I don't, I want you to kick that can down the road. That would really, really fuck a lot of shit up. Let's not do that. And I talked three different entities out of that, from that motherfucker, for that motherfucker. Three times. Um, and so, yeah, you're goddamn right. You should have my back. So 
they, the audience did not like that. And then when I described that, when I was really struggling with the mass, that's when I was introduced to anxiety. I'm trying to get somebody to talk to me and no one would talk to me. I couldn't get anybody to fucking return my phone call. Hold on. My hair is fucked up. Gotta make sure it's perfect. Um, so I couldn't get anybody to fucking call me. And then when I described that, oh, and then when I described Greg saying to me that I am a dark cloud in the studio with a dramatic thing, it's like, oh, fuck you. God damn. Uh, Patrick says, I feel like Russ Hines, Russ Hines was the rock and easy as Cody Rhodes. And that asshole tried to steal your WrestleMania moment. I'm not sure about that. Adam says, yeah, but you made fun of a sponsor. You made fun of a sponsor's pants. Of course. Linda's trying to look up the email that she sent to Russ. So as soon as I went on the air on BBL, that was, uh uh-oh, okay. Now we are fighting. And the war continues to this day. And it cooled down quite a bit, but it still continues to this day. They are in a fantastic mode now where they are really avoiding any type of comment about me. They're like, oh, he's irrelevant. It's just true. I am in their world. Um, So it's not worth their time. But it's still fun to um, it's fun to go back and relive. And then the question is often asked me easy. If you were given the opportunity um, to go back there, would you? And honestly, I probably would. Um, Not because of any other real good reason other than I just want to, I just want to live it. I just want to actually, I would wonder what that would be like with the, under the premise that, Who knows where this could wind up? It would be like an absolute unknown. It would be incredibly entertaining. Because what I do does not fit at all with the way of the world. Had I uh, remained on there and nothing had happened, I would have been fired anyway. There's no way that I survive on that show over the last eight years. None. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Corey says, go back just to fuck with them. That would be great. You're right. Go in there like, I'm going to burn. Th- I'm going to burn this fucker down. One way or another, I'm burning it down. Great idea. Fantastic idea. Uh, Chris says, every time I hear Russ's Weasley voice on the radio, I think of the impression. Eric! Uh, Russ was just on the radio with my friends at Wood Radio on uh, on iHeart. And I actually had Russ on during my time at BBL, which I kind of want to fucking shoot myself in the face over that. Russ was such a dork, is such a dork. Oh, my God. Holy shit. So then as it goes, I actually got fired on the 12th. 13, 14 is Saturday, Sunday. They give me a document that says I have a um, certain amount of time to respond with what I want to do. 
uh, seven days, and then, so it's been two days. And um, depending on what I say, if I say, well, yeah, you can say that I, I just retired and quit. This is the political wrangling that goes on behind the scenes. Okay, easy. Are you going to say that you retired from our show? You you resigned? Um, we need to know what you're doing. This is Greg. And I go, what do you mean? This is on Sunday. I got fired on Friday. Yeah, what's your decision? I go, well, I don't know yet. Yeah, well, we got to go on the air. This is actually Monday because Monday was President's Day. We got to go on the air Tuesday. What are we going to say? And I said, I don't know what you're going to say. I don't work there anymore. Ask your boss. Well... Yeah, but I mean, here we are. You were, you were fired on Friday. You you got to make a decision whether you resigned or you were fired. And I said, um, well, I don't have to make a decision. I've got seven days to decide. Uh, Russ calls me. asks me the same question. I go, again, I haven't put much thought into it. I had a relaxing weekend and I haven't thought about what I'm going to do. Who the fuck gives me the option uh, to take my time and my decision and then tries to hurry my goddamn decision along? The nerve of both of you pieces of shit for even calling me. Asking me what I'm going to do to affect your decision and how you're going to handle me not being at the radio station. I don't know. Put your thinking caps on, children. Then I heard from my lawyer, the Italian. He calls me up and says, yeah, this isn't just seven days. You have 30 days. This has been misinterpreted and misread. You have 30 days from the date of your firing to decide whether you're going to announce your resignation. And then I called Russ back. I go, furthermore, and I tell him that, and he's, he's silent. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. I go, yeah, read your shit. You're the one who gave it to me. Um, then on, uh, so Monday they, they go, Oh yeah, we're going to take president's day off. They're buying them t- themselves time to try to figure this shit out. Tuesday, they show up and, uh, they, they make the big announcement. And I think they, you know, it's the, uh, Eric Zane and, uh, our parent company have parted ways. It was really, really bad, really weak. And then, uh, you know, kind of all hell uh, broke loose. And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I, that was that was very energizing to see um, the amount of, um, you know, support. Uh, that was the last time I felt that support. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I could sit here and go through every single moment of that and how I was feeling. But I think one of the things that stands out the most to me was when I sat down in my kitchen and um, there was a camera on me and I did my first little video podcast for like 20, 20 minutes. And um, I don't know, it just felt, it felt good to sit there in front of the camera and chit chat with you. And I thought, oh, I could get used to this. Honestly, when... Cumulus said, we want you on. I was like, hmm, okay, yeah, I think I can do that, but I still want to do this podcast. They would not allow me to do that for some reason. Uh, Megan says, I tried to sponsor that shit show. You shot me down. 
I did? You mean the, the video podcast? By the way, uh, how do you really feel in describing what I was doing as the shit show? I mean, I enjoyed those. You remember earlier in this when I said that I, I liked that? You can't sit. What the fuck? I mean, I, I, I realize ADHD, but. Do I, do I look at the stuff you do in your world and describe it as a shit show? No. My God. Megan says, I wanted to be in the kitchen. I actually love that podcast so much. I was butthurt. All right. Adam says, how I knew you were gone over that weekend. Number one, Pat Collins said so. Number two, you were scrubbed off of the Free Beer and Hot Wings website. <laughs> ah, damn it. Ben told the story about he was sitting behind Steve in that studio when he was going through and like deleting my name off in the, in, uh, when you go through the website, the back way and change the script on whatever it says, he, he was, he was deleting it all. And Ben's like, Oh my God, what am I seeing here? But it all worked out. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, uh, we, I thought we did a damn good show on BBL. I, I loved, uh, the, the show on BBL. Kuiper says I hated Eric when he started at WBBL. That would be uh Matt Kuiper's. I think Megan says I'm going to have anxiety. I love you. I know you do relax. Um, so that was, um, it was weird though, because six days after starting that BBL show, cause I, I handpicked Kyle. Oh, it's Kevin. Kuyper. You hated me. Kevin Kuyper. Oh my God. I called Kyle up when I was planning that show and uh, I go, Hey buddy, uh, this is going to be great. I I've always loved your wit. Um, you're easy to talk to. Um, let's do a show together. We're going to hire you on PBL. Really? Yeah. It's, a, it's your big break. Now, at that point in time, I had no idea that um, when Kyle moves, he has to inform the Michigan State Police. <laughs> I had no clue that that was a thing. We went over to, um, what the fuck's that Mexican joint on 44th Street? Cabo Wabo, La Senorita, Cancun's. And uh, we kind of plotted it out. It was me, Diana, Kyle, and his wife. I'm like, we're going to be the next big power duo in radio. It's going to be incredible. Show signs on. Uh, I start crying on the air because I was describing how when I had a, uh, when I almost, when I wanted to like kill myself and how frightening that was told that story. <laughs> Thought it was awesome. 
heard from Steve. He called me a fucking liar. Six days later, I get a message that says, yeah, you might want to rethink having Kyle on your show. Here's why. What? Oh. Corey says, weird that Steve seems to have no issues with Kyle. Um, yeah, I, I wish, I wish I could be a fly on the wall, go back in time and be a fly on the, on the wall. If that was ever discussed, if it was, or is it just ignored? Am I just, oh yeah. EZ's line. Really? (laughs) Really? Uh, six days after six days after I get that, uh, message on messenger race down to Cartwright's office. Oh, race back up to my office. Kyle is fucking gone. He's like left the building. And that was the last time he was ever in the building. (laughs) Oh, that was ugly. Now I'm not saying that had he stayed there, that show would have survived. Okay. It probably wouldn't have. I firmly believe that whatever is on or is on or was on 107.3 just struggles. And it might have something to do with way down on the end of the dial. I don't know. But 107.3, that spot on the actual, that actual radio frequency in this, where we are has never done well. Whatever radio station you put on there, whatever format there's always been a huge pile of shit for ratings. It just, I mean, on BBL, we actually had higher ratings than with the music that they have now on there. They have like a country station on there now and no one has ever listened to it ever. And I'm like, what, why, what's going on there? I thought for sure that the one when they put it onto country, that it would, uh, it would, it would do well, but no, it hasn't done anything. And that was, uh, well, five years ago that, uh, that, that it's been hell. I'm working on my six year sitting in this fucking studio, talking to you people seems to work. I'll take it beats working. Ben is here. He says the day we did the rap battle was the best radio ever. I cannot wait for that to show up. On the Lost Zane recordings, the rap battle with that dude. What was the name of that square? Uh, was it Joe? Who uh, we had this dude who was um, he worked at Cumulus. I think his name was Joe, and this dude was such a square. And uh, we had him like sit in for a week, and we decided to do a. For some reason, we stumbled upon the idea of having a rap battle. And this dude, Joe, wrote sensual poetry. And he had some song that he made where the line was, I drink iced tea and complain a lot. (laughs) Uh, Kuiper says, on the last episode... Russ had gotten fired. So the time was September of 2017. 
on that show. And I guess Kuipers, I'm calling you because I, I, I got to hear how we, how we described that. Why can't I see your goddamn phone? Do I not have your phone number? Is it saved as cutie patootie? Here we go. Hold on, let me get off. Hello? Yeah, yeah you, I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the work day for you. No, you're good. I know you're a big wig at the company, so it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. I wish I was. <laughs> On the Lost Zane recordings, I was uh, Russ had gotten fired. Yeah, from the from where he was working with Free Beer and Hot Wings over there, he got fired at uh, Town Square. Yep, and then it it was also the time that the guy over at Cumulus, I believe it was, had a stroke. Oh, that would so be a, that would be Jack and Ed. Yep. So that so all happened at, at the same at the on the same episode, or like in a series yep. of episodes. Nope, same episode on the Sudden Death podcast. Oh my god! Uh, did I yeah. did I did I talk any shit about Russ? No, you were clean, and you were actually going to call him. I don't know if that ever happened. What? What an asshole! <laughs> That's what you said. So I'm waiting to hear if you ever even called him. I think eventually he made his way into our studio because he he bought um, the what do you call it the the uh, riverbank run. He actually bought the race. He's the race like he owns the race, I guess. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah. Oh, geez, I did not even know that. Same same guy. <laughs> same guy. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. Well, I got to get back to work. I'm pulling a customer's order. They're gonna get mad at me. <laughs> All right. Tell the customer I love him. All right, bye. Story of my life. I get a guy on. He says, yeah, I can't talk to you anymore. That's our very own cutie patootie. Oh, my God. Uh, Fuck, man. I'm fucking hammered. Megan says, back up. Russ owns the Riverbank run. Yes. I don't know. I guess he saved up his pennies, bought it, and uh, he didn't buy it because he likes running or anything like that. He uh, figured he could, like, sell marketing for it, you know? All right. This trip down memory lane... I think concludes, you know me though, these stories just pop into my head from key moments um, that we had, like, like Ben bringing up the, the, uh, the rap battle. (laughs) Stupid. All right. Um, If you're watching the show on Facebook X and YouTube, thanks so much for being here. I always enjoy uh, the more the merrier, but the rest of the show uninterrupted is on Twitch. So download the Twitch app and uh, search Eric Zane Live, all one word. And um, 
that's how you can watch the rest of it. Megan, do you want me to call you now or after the show? I can call you now. Let me know. I just saw your message. Uh, the audio podcast shows up wherever you download shows. Ding. I'll call you later. And of course, my Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I forgot to mention that Dear Me Dad happens at, uh, in 22 minutes. So if you have something you'd like to ask Dad, you can email the Shoreliner Striping Inbox, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Uh, back to Patreon, sign up for seven days free. It's scrolling right at the bottom there. Uh, sign up for seven days free. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. The open and live stream of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. When it comes to life insurance, do you have any? God knows you should. If you're married, if you got kids, what are you doing? You have to have some insurance. Uh, life insurance policies are incredibly inexpensive. Again, I've had life insurance since I was 18 years old, and you need it right now. My policy is expiring as I speak, so I'm getting a new one. I purchased a 20-year policy in 2004. No one says it like that. 2004. A 20-year policy. And I've outlived it. Um, it was fantastic because I was young. At the time, I was 33 years old when I bought it. Um... $500,000 of life insurance coverage for me, 200000 for Pooh Bear. Each kid had a $10,000 rider. Why? Well, in the unlikely event that something bad happened, you'd have the money to uh, for a proper burial. I know that sounds rough, but fuck, you know, this is something that people don't think about, and you fucking should. $38 a month is what I paid. Now, it's going to vary for every one of you because there's not too many people there that uh, are as healthy as I am all the time, at least when I was 33. Totally kidding. No, um, it, it would be about that cheap for you. So don't waste another minute in 20 years. I spent a little more than $9,000 on premiums and had that peace of mind. $9,000 over 20 years is not a lot of money. Reach out to Frank fuss about a life insurance policy for you and mention me. This is the easiest decision you're going to make, and he's going to make it so simple for you. Get into a life insurance policy from Frank today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. 
It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Joe Martinez is another easy decision. Despite the fact that he's been a troll about the Detroit Lions and about his stupid Michigan Wolverines, uh, he's an amazing HVAC specialist. Now, Linda may not hire him, but I know you will. Linda wears her heart on her sleeve. If she was driving down the road and Joe Martinez were on the side of it, walking along, pulling a donkey, wearing a sombrero, uh, it would be Donkey Joe Martinez Massacre on the side of the road. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. He is my brother from another mother. I love that guy. And you can still get your furnace tuned up till the end of February. 616-516-8579. Call Joe today. Uh, We're talking about Megan from Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. That's where I want you to get your vehicles fixed in the Grand Rapids area. They've been on board way, way back. Like Megan indicated, eight years ago, she wanted to get in on the show from my kitchen. My God. I cannot believe we go. That might even, had I allowed that to happen, that might actually make you the longest running sponsor. Okay. Had I agreed to that. Instead, it went, uh, that title goes to Rick at TC. Linda says, Joe Martinez will not show his face and he's lancing. Plus, he may not vent the furnace properly, and I die from carbon monoxide poisoning. Maureen, Linda's sister, says, well, would you blame him? Yeah, uh, Linda's got a mean streak. Like, if you get on her bad side, she will cut you. She will cut you, without a doubt. All right, anyway. Take your cars to Irvine's. Joe writes, I wouldn't want to show up in a shit town. <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, God, I can't, I can't finish this read. What am I doing? Irvine's auto repair, Grand Rapids hybrid and EV. So fantastic. Uh, early bird drop off, late bird pickup, loaner cars. So that are free when you get your vehicles repaired. Linda's response, it's too classy here for you and your smashed up vans. I think it was repaired. All right, easy has to go tinkle. I'll be back. Rest in peace to your ears. Oh, wait a minute. Amanda says, you got to do the Kyle fade when you come back. Kyle fade. All right, so Linda and now Joe Martinez are fighting, so I actually got them fighting. All right, relax, because I got something fun. An anonymous person sent me a video that I forgot all about. Uh, First of all, Linda sends her correspondence 
Okay, so I was fired at 6 a.m. on Tuesday, February 16th. At 7.11 a.m. on the same day, Linda writes, Thanks a lot for ruining my favorite radio show. I will never attend another event in your crappy establishment ever again. I hope you're happy for making a lot of people in Grand Rapids upset over losing their morning entertainment. You suck. Joel says, Good morning. You should probably have your facts in order before you make judgments. Here's what happened. No more, no less. Mr. Zane made an error in judgment while on air. That should say Eric Zane uh, made fun of my pants. I objected to his statements. He apologized. I accepted his apology. Now, right there, he apologized. I accepted his apology. Um, when I called Russ and said, why don't you just let me talk to him? This is after I apologized because Russ says he's so mad at you. He's never going to forgive you for what you have done. The terror you have caused him, the hurt that you have instilled upon him. Like, yeah, why don't you just let me call him? No, he will never speak to you again. Um, that contradicts Joel's statement. That makes Russ the liar. Uh, I should say that makes Russ uh, what he said, it, it doesn't match up at all with this. I take it back. I'm not going to call him a liar because Trump just called Russ a liar. Or uh, tr- <laughs> Trump just called that chick a liar and got sued. So I don't want to get sued. But that does not at all line up with what Russ said. I never asked that he be fired, nor did I ask that he be punished in any way. I suspect that if he was fired, which I don't know to be a fact, he may have quit and I was fired. It was for other reasons. Signed, Joel. Thank you, Linda. I appreciate that. Um, but God damn it. Wait till you hear this. It's going to take me a second to get it to go. Um, a day after that announcement, Greg and Chris called up channel 13 and said, look, uh, can you come in here? and put a camera on us and uh, we would like to discuss what's going on. We would like to uh, discuss Eric Zane's departure from the show. Okay. Tyler writes, can you imagine what Stalkerito probably said or did to Joel? All right, this is, uh, here. here's Greg and, and Chris. Oops. Hang on a second. It uh, got a little more. Well, Zane was off last week, and uh, the longer the week went on, it uh, got a little more odd. And then uh, on Friday, we found out that he and the parent company are parting ways. <laughs> And unfortunately, that's about all we can say right now. There might be more details we can say later. Um, but um, it's weird. We're in a situation where it dramatically impacts us, but we're also not involved, but very involved. It's a weird uh, chasing of the tail going on right now. Wow. That is, that is some political dancing. Uh, about 14 and a half years. Look at that. Look at that picture of us. We're all wearing matching shit. And uh, so 
We certainly didn't see this coming uh, two weeks ago or sooner, but you know we find ourselves in a weird position. Oh yes, and, uh, position we didn't ask for. But... I, I I can't. I, I I it's weird to hear Hot Wings talk without uh, interspersed laughing. But here we are. Uh, he and the company of. Uh, Did you see that look on Greg's for, face? Here we are. Uh, he and the company of, but you know, we find ourselves in a weird position and a uh, position we didn't ask for, but here we are. Look at him. <laughs> uh, he and the company of uh, Zane and the company have parted ways. And uh, so, so they have been told, cause that's twice now they've said the same thing. Eric Zane and the company have parted ways, which is such a crock of shit. Uh, so, you know, they should say the truth, which is we're trying to fire him. But we're waiting on whether or not he decides he's going to take the money or not. We'll move forward and we'll do the best show that we can. Um, we still have the syndication to worry about and the local uh, WGRD station and our own livelihoods. Greg and, uh, makes odd. No he makes inappropriate faces. That's the second time. Look at his look when uh, we still have the syndication to worry about. Look at that look on his face. What the fuck? WGRD station and our own livelihoods, and uh, we have no doubt that Zane will do well too in the future. Okay, hang on a second here. All right, good. I thought I was messing something up. Well, a lot of a lot of listeners are reaching out, and and they want to take action because they feel like they've lost a family member. Like we've always said, it's a, mm -hmm. a lot like a family. Bullshit! You were an asshole from day one. And that passion is really good. And, and on one way, uh, speaking for Zane, I'm sure he's delighted that people care. I know I would have been if I were in the same spot. I'm delighted. I was hard. That they care for any of us that much. Mm -hmm. At the same time, there are so many things that are in this picture that can't be addressed by us or by the company or by Zane himself that there's some misplaced blame being thrown around. There are some, uh, I mean, it's the internet age, so there are, are threats. Um, and all of those. Yeah, like from Linda. Linda's over there. They're firing off. They're like, oh, God, look, look, let's take a look at this email from this crazy bitch, Linda. They're just making it worse for uh, for like us, where we're basically hit by shrapnel on this. Yeah. Oh, bullshit. You, you, you had everything to do with this. Come on. It certainly doesn't help anybody, obviously, when it goes to that level. We you know, hope, hope for civility in a situation like this. We understand people are mad and that they want a voice and that they want to know the answers. And Wait, we'll give did them he just make another smirk? We are what is, what is so, going on uh, with the smirks with Greg? For like us, where we're basically hit by shrapnel on this. Yeah, it certainly doesn't help anybody, obviously, when it goes to that level. We you know, hope, hope for civility in a situation like He's <laughs> He's chuckling. That's his third chuckle. God damn. I, I've never really parked on it with su in, in such a way here. Like this. We understand people are mad and that they want a voice and that they want to know the answers. And we'll give Howling's doing a good job staying serious. Greg's cracking up throughout this whole goddamn thing. Them as time allows, if we are allowed to do so. Uh, but also, let's, you know, we hope that people keep it civil. Do you think anybody sees the irony of us asking people to be civil? <laughs> I know, yeah. right? Please don't do what yeah. we do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> We have That's the hot wings we know and love. A long ways to go. We we all are still going to be doing the show. We, it's not how we anticipated doing it. It was so surreal to start at 6 a.m. today and say, Zane won't be on the show anymore. He, just the phrase, he and the company have parted ways. It, uh -huh. Sort of, 
you hear your own voice in the headphones, which normally you don't do, and you're like, I can't believe that. I don't. Greg has no ability to seem sincere, even if he's trying to seem sincere. There, there, there's nothing sincere about Greg. Okay, everything Greg says is loaded with uh, theater. You can just feel it. It's dripping with uh what's oozing through him he can't actually control himself to make it seem believable he's unbelievable just was something we had to say because mm-hmm. you know always thought we'd have a retirement party someday and get a gold watch because yep. that happens still in the broadcast world but the unfortunate reality is we have been doing it a long time i like how greg is miked and hot wings isn't even miked as is he is as is everybody else in this building and you know, it's the unfortunate reality that sometimes these things happen. You know, you don't foresee them. You hope you never have to deal with it, but occasionally you do. And, you know, life moves on for everybody. And, uh, you know, he'll be fine and we'll be fine. And that'll be that. Uh, we had we had a great run. We remained friends with Zane. We had- Negative. We had lunch with him on Saturday. Yeah. That lunch. I'll never forget it. Howings hasn't said shit to me for years. And we sit down. And he gives me all this advice. I really think, and his advice was, I really think you need to sign that disclosure agreement. You need to announce that you quit and take that money. That's what I, that, that's my best advice to you, Easy. And I'm like, that's when I knew I shouldn't take it because he wants me to not take it or because he wants me to take it. I'll do the opposite. We had some good laughs, you know, so things, just so the listeners know, things between us aren't contentious. We're good. <laughs> They were contentious the whole time. I, uh, I I wanted to kill those fuckers. So, you know, I hope they know that. And, uh, you know, we'll let us handle this like a family issue because, yeah, frankly, it is one. We've yeah. Been- yeah. Shroud yourself in that. Yeah. This is a family problem. Oh, you're so full of shit. There was no family there. Together. All- you pieces of shit. We never even talked to each other. Long time. So. For years. For years. We never even spoke to each other. And that whole, yeah, we're family. My fucking ass, we're family. You pieces of shit. God damn. Oh, that is, that is, that pisses me off all over again. We're a family. My dick, we're a family. <laughs> oh, shit. That is, that is awesome. Linda says free beer is aged 25 years in eight years. Bob says we lost a brother, but got a pay raise. Brandis says a bunch of fucking D bags phony as fuck. I immediately stopped listening after this. Zane was the only reason I tuned in at all. Uh, Chris says, good Lord, they're acting like you are a serial child rapist, implying that what happened is so bad, they just can't mention it. We are going to split Zane's salary. Aram says he's never uh, seen this before. Ben says he hung on for a couple of days, but it felt dirty. Look, uh, I appreciate you all saying that. I appreciate that you're uh, that you're here. Um, 
again, I'm not the uh, I'm not the biggest show, and I I've got my detractors, but at the end of the day, I feel like I've been true to me, and I enjoy this. I enjoy what I do. It's a lot of work, um, but being in control is uh, is is there is something to that, in my opinion. So, uh, uh, Megan says. Russ is a legit good dude. He is a family friend. Yeah, I want to punch him in the face. And then you can nurse his wounds. (laughs) Uh, Let me bring dad in for dear meathead. Manda says, I fucking love you. Beat ups included. Chris says, we are now going to give a girl-beating asshole easy salary and move on. (laughs) All right, let's bring in Dad for Dear Meathead. Hello, Daddy. How you doing, honey? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? Okay. You sound like you're coming out from the bottom of the well. <laughs> I do. What do you mean? I've 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 never heard you say that before. Well, it's kind of strange. Your voice is not quite as high as I wanted it to be. Well, you, okay. yeah, yeah. You you and Joanne can hear me okay, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. That's all I care about. Yeah. Uh, okay. So How's it going? it's going well. Everybody uh, in Grand Rapids and beyond uh, loves uh, loves hearing you. So so welcome, Dad. All right. Hey. That's great. Uh, I've got a number of questions from the audience that they would like to uh, run by you if you're uh, if you're okay, if you and Joanne are okay with that. Why, sure. All right. As we have done now for many, many years. Uh, Yeah, okay. Question number one. Tyler writes, A friend of mine, who is a girl, thought it would be funny to take off her shirt and flash her boobs to to our group of friends. Is she sick in the head, meathead? What should we do about her behavior? Ignore her. I mean. Yeah, I, I, I heard a little more detail about this. I guess they were all just sitting around having a conversation. And the next thing you know, she takes off her shirt for no apparent reason. Wow. Well, that's, that's weird, you know, as far as that goes. She has no care to what people think of her. What? Okay. She doesn't care if people ignore her. I mean, ignore her. So if she doesn't get any attention, she'll quit. Oh, so if you, it, it would make sense then. The next time she decides to take off her shirt, don't even look at her. No, no, don't just, just, just even leave her. Leave okay. your house. <laughs> yeah, walk out of there. You don't want to be in the same room uh, if with someone who's doing that. I mean, come on now. To me, it's ignorant as all hell. 
that a person has no respect for herself and does that kind of stuff. Now, uh, upon further review, the person who did it, I think, was just trying to get a laugh, like just trying to be funny. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about that? Does that, like, change anything? Uh, it's ignorant. This is crazy. Okay. Like, gotta ignore her, just get the hell away from her. Now, what's interesting is, like, in some cultures that they don't, that isn't a big deal. You could you could take off your your shirt. You could well, take off let your. Let them go back to the uh, where the culture is and live there. Well, yeah, you can't you you can't go ripping off your shirt for God's sake. I mean that that is totally ignorant when you haven't got respect for yourself. Uh, some people are suggesting it's uh, trashy. What do you think? Does that sound trashy to you? Very. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's a trash. Gotcha. I mean, you know, can can you believe like if my wife is out there in the street doing that kind of crap? So basically, if if Joanne were to walk out and rip her shirt off, you would be you'd like, what are you trash? What are you doing? Oh, that really, uh, yeah, I know what I do. Okay, but, now but I'm not going to say it. Okay, now uh, uh, I'm looking at our comments in real time, and one person is saying. Well, if you have nice boobs, you should you should just uh, flaunt them, and uh, and I don't know if that's a good idea to to flaunt your boobs like that. That's ridiculous. You shouldn't even be out in the open no. with that situation. Put on a put on a bra. Put on a shirt. Okay, this is this is this is America. You can't walk around with your with yes. your boobs hanging out for God's sake. That means you don't respect yourself for PC. Okay, all right. All right, very good. Uh, let's see. Adam writes, Meathead. Hello, Adam. He says, can you tell us out of all of the kids that you've had to raise? Okay, so that would be Norman, Mike, Paul, Jimmy, Eric, Nikki, Elizabeth, and I guess Sue, she was she was older when you when you showed up on the scene. She was yes. a teenager. Who was the most challenging to raise? <laughs> I really didn't have any thoughts about challenges. Well, which one which one drove you the the uh, drove you cuckoo the most? There was two of them. Which one was it? Paul and Nikki. They drove me nuts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I remember. I remember. I, I remember Nikki because Nikki and I are about the same age. Nikki. Yeah. Well, Nikki was. Uh, she was. A, she was. She was. Uh, uh, very strong-willed. That's a nice way of saying it. She was very strong-willed. Yeah. Yeah. But, was Paul. Oh, big time. Paul was a handful. Yeah. Hey, they, they grew up. They grew up so much. They're so sweet now. I mean, they're wonderful kids. I think, I think Paul's still pissed, and he's like 85 years old. And I was a drinker, and I couldn't tolerate any of that. <clears throat> yeah, it was so, it was kind I of... of no, nah, you know, that, that happens, you know, when you're... Uh, you know, occasionally, it's just one of those things. Yeah, it, sure, it, it, it happens. I was a drinker, and I myself had to make my own... Was, so uh, corrected, you know. Oh yeah, you were a handful too. Um, sure. But and so those two were like hell no, and then the, then it was oh my god, some of the most entertaining things that have ever happened in a family dynamic occurred. 
It was. It was. But now I can laugh about it. Oh, it was spectacular. Oh my God, the the things, <laughs> the things that we saw. Jeez. Life was good. Oh, it was good then. It was very entertaining. I was like, I was like, Elizabeth, get the popcorn. He's freaking out. <laughs> well, it's something you remember all that. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, because uh, the way it lines up is. Um, Elizabeth, Eric, Nikki, all about the same age. You know, there was probably what eighteen months between the three of us. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, about that. Oh, and Nikki was the wild card. You know, shit. Yes. I mean, uh, Elizabeth and I would be like watching TV in that living room, and then Nikki, I don't know, you two would look at each other, and then the wires would cross, and then oh, here we go. It was- <laughs> unbelievable uh question oh sorry go ahead i'm glad we just got a memory you know yeah yeah i mean it it could have it could have been more than a memory it could have been scars we all be in jail (laughs) prison record (laughs) um here adam also says uh meathead were you known to do your own mechanical work on your car Yes, I've always done that. And the house. And the house. Yeah, you were like a real fixer-upper guy, weren't you? Oh, yes. Yes. I remember I had that old Catalina and the, the floor. Catalina yes. and the Catalina. <laughs> yeah, you still remember my song. You, um, you needed to replace the floorboards because those old GMs would rot out and you'd have the floor mat down by the gas pedal and you lift it up and you could see the concrete. You could see the road. Hey, one, one thing, you got a hell of a memory. Yeah, I remember driving that thing and you said, don't put your feet down too hard on the floor mat because you'll hit, you'll hit the cement. <laughs> and then you went and got somehow, I don't know if you stole it from the street or what, but you got like a speed limit sign. And uh, and you and you welded it down to the floor of the, of the car. So you lift up the floor mat. It's a speed limit twenty five on the bottom of the car. I can't believe that you know all these things oh. or remember them. My God, I'm like, Dad, are you sure this is okay? It's fine. It's fine. And then you 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 know you got you prepared the surface and you had like a acetylene torch and you would tor- <laughs> you'd weld it onto there or whatever. Oh Lord! You gotta wipe these off for me, or memory bank. Oh yeah, no, I want to keep those. Uh, oh, uh, meathead. Oh, uh, and then I have a question here from Ben. He says, uh, "A girl I know is uh, having a wedding, and she's a vegetarian. And she she's a what? She's a vegetarian. She vegetarian. doesn't eat. Okay. Yeah, she she doesn't eat meat." Yeah. And she's going through, and uh, she had a bunch of people invited, but now she's uninviting them if they eat meat. She's saying, I don't want you at my wedding if you eat meat because you're a murderer. What do you think about that? I mean, she's saying that if people eat meat, that they're murderers. And she's saying... That's foolish, that's foolish thinking. And they and they can't go to the wedding now. They're eating dead meat. Yeah. <laughs> Eating dead meat. Uh, hey, listen. If this is their uh, 
decision. I'll let them have their decision. Don't come. Yeah, I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't want to go if someone said you can't come to a wedding because of the food you eat. I was like, well, you're doing me a favor. I don't want. I don't want to do any. I don't want anything to do with you. Screw off. And go to your own party. Yeah, I would. I would uh, get. Uh, I'll tell you, go go on a corner of the street, get a bunch of guys to come up. Uh, you don't even know them and invite them for your own wedding. Well, I mean, what if you like you take everybody who got uninvited and have everybody get like barbecue and Big Macs and crash the wedding and like just eat the ribs right in there? No, crashing it is not the answer. Really, just don't show up. All right. Hell with it. Uh, Nathan writes, "Dear Media, it feels like we may have an early spring." He wants to know if it's okay to put away the snowblower. Or I don't sh- think so. Or should we, or should we wait? It doesn't bother anything. Somewhere it's probably in the corner of the garage or somewhere. Let it sit there for a little while. Mine just sits there. Just, just you know, just in case. Yeah. Well, that's a keep it handy. Yeah. Yeah, it's too it's too early. It's only February, uh, February seventh. We can Good get snow. Can, one good snow can really uh, right. mess you up. Yes, we've got another two months of the possibility of snow. Easy, sure. maybe even more than that. You know, people seem to think that sure. as soon as we hit March, we're not going to get any snow. It's like that's ridiculous. We in Michigan, we get snow in May. Yeah, your thoughts are good. My thoughts are good. I appreciate that. Yeah, your thoughts are good too. Well, I, I just grab uh, words. You just <laughs> you just grab words. Yeah. You do pretty well, you know. Hey, well, hey. you know um, we are um, uh, one month and ten days away. One month and ten days away from a very very important date. Do you know what date happens? Yeah, we have dinner over here. True. <laughs> True. Uh, it's going to be dinner. Yeah, at, I think, yeah, there is a very important day coming up. We are going to have dinner uh, one month and 10 days from now. Okay, I'm going to give you a little more hint. When you figure it out, yell it out. Um, so that date would be March 17th. Well, that, that rings a bell, but I don't know what it is. Okay, it, stay, it with, stay with so me we, here. Stay one, with one, me here. In 1934. Now, what is that? Say, I'm sorry. Say, say that again. March 17, 1934. Okay, that's a very important date. Do you know what date that is? Okay. No, I don't. Okay. 90 years ago, on March 17th, in uh, Zargande, Tehran, Iran. A oh, my God. Yeah. A sweet little bundle of joy was born to Mary Kachikian. Do you know who I'm talking about? Mary Kachikian. Your mother. Yeah. You were born on March 17th, 1934. Oh, yeah. well, it's, your, right. it's your 90th birthday coming up, Dad. Holy cow. I didn't think I was that old. <laughs> Jeez. We are going to have... I feel like I'm 35, 40 years old. Well, you sound like you're 35, 40 years old. I, yeah, but you are going to be 90, Dad. And uh, uh, everybody is really excited about this big party over at... You're uh, lying, I think. I'm not lying to you. Ask your wife. 
Oh, my God. Is that right, Joanne? And I'm only 25. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. She, she's 25. Well, she looks like she's 25, and so do you, doggone it. She's a, she's a young stepper duper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have, uh, well, anyway, we're really, I brought that up just because uh, we're only one month, 10 days away um, from your birthday, 90 years old. And I just wanted to put that into perspective. Didn't you come over here and do some cooking? I I do. I do. I visit you on Father's Day. We have a cookout, which you've talked about. Father's Day. Uh huh. And then on your birthday, we go to Mike Stong's and Elizabeth's, and we have corned beef. Holy cow. Yep. Okay. You know what? I can't even think of those days. Well, that's a big one. Ninety. I mean, that's a that's a you know that's a big milestone year. Uh, you are very very lucky, and we're very I, lucky. I honestly, I, I feel like I am forty years old, thirty five years. Old. Well, I want you to keep feeling that way. Everybody loves you very much. Wow. Uh, Jason has a question. Hi, Jason. He says, "Look, meathead." I'm dating this nice lady, and she is a social butterfly, and I like to stay home, okay? Um, How do you suggest we compromise? She wants to go out, hang out, maybe go get a drink. I want to stay home, watch TV. How How do I negotiate this? He needs your wisdom with so many years of marriage. Well, the one thing that I don't really want to tell you uh, that you should to get rid of it, don't make TV your life. Okay. That really is not an important thing. However, it's not a bad idea to watch a reasonable amount of television. Um, like I watch TV in, at, at night. Yeah, uh, yeah, like before bedtime. Not all night. Maybe a couple hours or so, whatever. We sit around and chit chat a little bit, her and I, and then watch TV and uh-huh. go to bed, you know? Yes. But don't make TV your life. But we also get out and visit. Yeah, and of course. Up, yeah, get up and visit. Uh, yeah. This is ridiculous to just watch TV, TV, TV. Yeah, you know? I think I think maybe just find a uh, a nice, fair way to... Keep her. I. I mean, ultimately, if you like the girl, you want her to stay happy. Um, you know, what, is that what the girl wants? She likes to go out, maybe see some friends, visit with people, go for a walk, anything but TV. And um, Jason apparently wants to. Um, uh, what do you call it? Stay in and watch TV. No, no. It's a problem. It really is a problem. Hmm. Uh, I I think uh, you just should have your own uh, itinerary. Uh, You do your thing and let her do her thing, you know. No, they should do it together. Well, yeah, Joanne thinks that you should do it together, which is a good thing. I go out with my wife. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So find find a compromise. Find a compromise. Yeah. And don't go do it with hatred. No, you can't. <laughs> I don't. I, I hopefully not. Hopefully not. I don't think that. Oh. Uh, 
I don't think that that should be the uh, the way to do it. Absolutely not. You cor- are correct. Don't forget now. I mean, this is a togetherness for life. Yep. yep. Divorcer. The divorcer. <laughs> oh. um, all right. Well, Dad, I appreciate you guys. Uh, remember, don't make TV your life. That is the uh, uh, <laughs> that is that is the best way to look at this. You guys, I appreciate you so much. Okay. Hey, I appreciate you consider being our uh, whatever you are. <laughs> okay, guys, I I love you. I love you too, honey. Okay. And thank you ever so much for part of us, part of your life, honey. Okay, Dad, thank you. I love you, Joanne. I love you too. Bye-bye. Okay, see you guys. Bye, audience. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, I have no idea why. Okay. As I uh, am doing the show, I get a text that says, we, we have no audio. I didn't change anything. I sat here and didn't move. No changes on my end. I will restart. I'm sending a text to the crew saying no changes on my end. I will restart. All right. I will uh, come back after this. Stand by. <clears throat> All right. I hope that this is working. I'm bringing Linda here. Maybe she can help me out. Hey. Hey, is it working now? Um. Well, I didn't sign out. So is I there just, a new stream? Yeah, I just uh, started a new one. Okay, I just got the notification. Okay. uh, Let me me know in the chat if it's working. All right, will do. Okay. Bye. Um, So, all right, Kenny says it's working. Now, let's go back and review. First of all, I'm going to ban Corey in just a few moments. All right. Um, you pissed me off so goddamn bad there. I'm talking to him. I haven't moved. I'm sitting here not doing anything. And all of a sudden the audio leaves for some reason. I'm hearing, I'm seeing no audio, no audio. Uh, Linda texts and says, there's no audio. That turns me on to the, that it's happened. I go, "Uh oh, okay, great. So while I'm trying to navigate my father, I um, clicked on the stream and typed, I haven't touched anything. I will try to troubleshoot. Corey wrote, 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 you fucking idiot. And that, I'm telling you, my head almost exploded. My head almost exploded. So I'm going double yellow red uh, on that deal. So you have, uh, you, you pissed me off. I, I want, if you were here, I would fucking beat your fucking high pitch voice ass in front of everybody. You fucking anemic, sunken chested, cock sucking son of a bitch. Oh, you motherfucker. If you, today, if you die, 
If you actually died today, I would clap. Oh, what an asshole. All right. You are sitting down. Oh, did that piss me off. Megan writes, Eric! Oh, relax. It's Corey. Oh, did I get pissed? I was like, Sh dude, what? Okay. I'm going to go tinkle again. I'm going to regroup and come back and uh, continue with my show. Put me in a bad mood. I was having a good day. Now I'm in a bad mood. Everything is great. Uh, my dad, you had a great example of, um, he is in a very, very precarious spot with his memory. Conversations are fun, but when I said Mary Kachikian, he had forgotten that that was the name of his mother. Um, so that's weird. And March 17th, 1934. He's like, why is that a, why is that important? He's, he's, uh, it's, it's, you know, uh, the, the, the thought keeps creeping into my brain more and more that it might be, um, the, what I'm concerned about on dear meathead, because I had a conversation, uh, a conversation with him last night and, um, he kind of had forgotten the segment. So, uh, I don't know. It's crept into my brain that it might be time. I just don't want him to look bad. I, I mean, it, it's the, the, the silliness is one thing. Um, I don't know. It might just be me. Uh, Chris says he's 90, still doing pretty well. I've seen it much worse, 25 years younger. Yeah, that's true. Maureen says, my mom got mad at me when I told her she was turning 80. She didn't believe me. Uh, that exchange about his birthday bummed me out a little bit. Yeah, I felt it too. I felt that too. So, oh, just one of those things. Diana keeps watching that guy. On, um, who lives with his dad. He takes care him and his wife live with his dad. It's on TikTok or some shit like that. And, uh, the old timer gets out of bed and, uh, he doesn't know where the fuck he is. He keeps thinking that his son is his brother. Real cute exchanges. It's, it's fine. They're, they, they, they take care of the guy. They have to constantly remind him about what's going on. You know? Uh, yeah, dad, I'm your son. Uh, you live with me now. Uh, no, I'm not your brother. You know, all these th conversations that I've actually had, not quite as extreme as that with my father. Um, but, you know, it, uh, it it's a real reminder that, okay, this is this is the end of life. This is the way it goes. And, and uh, I, 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 I would like to be in that process. I would like that my dad were, um, uh, I, if, if there's ever an opportunity to get them here i would i would do that i think it would be just fantastic i'm set up to be in a spot where i i can actually 
uh, have them in our lives. So I have said to my family, I go, if there's ever any doubt or if there's ever anyone who needs care or need, if you bring them here, I will absolutely take, if no one else, you know, if you're all like, if you know, like, I'm busy, I'm this, I'm that, I'm busy. It's like, well, I, I will figure it out at one way or another. We'll figure it out. I'll have Kevin wipe his ass or something like that. Uh, Chris says, yeah, but it is, is it good for him to exercise his brain that way? I don't know. I'm just asking. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Kenny says, move Mimi and your dad and Joanne all in. Yes, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I would love that. I like madness and chaos. Okay. Tyler says, if all these family members move in, we're going to need a new Brady Bunch style t-shirt with all the old people's pictures on it. Yes, that's true. And I've got it all figured out. I'll put uh, Joanne and my dad on the main floor and uh, the NFK and Mimi upstairs with us. And uh, I'll install one of those elevators. Um, you like, it's at the top of the steps and you sit your fucking ass down in it and then you hit a button and it takes your ass down and up the steps. I'll install one of those things so that the NFK can get up and down the steps because he's not, I don't want him going up and down the steps. He's going to fucking break his neck. Uh, Ryan says, it's so kind of you to open up your house like that to help people out. My brain lacks that kindness for some reason. Oh my God. I would not be able to live with myself. It just, it just doesn't, the dots don't connect. I think you would though. I think when the chips are down, you would. I I thought that way too. And then when it, you're actually faced with something like that, you would, you would then do it. Ben Glaze says, I'll be worse off than Meathead at a younger age because of the medication I used to take. Oh, come on now. You're already like that. I want you to look on your medicine bottle. I want you to examine to see what type of like side effects are on it. Ben Glaze. It could be like mood swings. Uh, maybe it makes you talk like an idiot. Had a I uh starting to melt uh where the headlights go uh had a I uh starting to melt uh where the that's my favorite part start to melt headlights go uh. Uh, uh, I'm doing well. Uh, nothing. Uh, like a last week, Ben goes, Oh yeah. I had a great conversation with, with Anthony the other day. And then the first time he opens his mouth, he goes, Hey, uh, I, uh, I, uh, starting to melt, uh, where the headlights go, where the headlights go. Uh, Tyler says side effect brain <laughs> melting. When trying to form words. 
Kyle says he sounds like uh, Lumberg in office space leaving messages on an answering machine. Uh, so the, uh, had a, I, uh, starting to melt, uh, where. Aram says Toastmasters, Ben, that will help. Ben doesn't know what Toastmasters are or is. Ryan says, imagine Ben Glaze trying to tell a bank robber or bank teller that he's about to rob him. Uh, uh, empty the drawer. Uh, where the headlights go? Starting to melt. Uh, 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 uh. Look at Darla. She's checking me out. Uh, 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 starting to melt. Had a, I, uh, starting to melt, uh, where the headlights go. Uh, uh, I'm doing well. Uh, nothing, uh, that's right. That's right. Oh yeah. I want to hear you say, oh yeah. Oh yeah. With, uh, in the middle of it. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for giving me the gift of your brain. He says, my brain is so fucking broken. My synapses don't fire. <laughs> Tyler says, I remember a clip from WBBL when he was talking about robots, but he said robots. I remember that too. I remember robots. But I don't remember the context or what he said, but it was fantastic. Aram writes, we need to help Ben get back to his polished form during the Ben and Bethany days. <laughs> oh. oh, no. When they're referring to the Ben and Bethany days. As the, this as, is the Ben and Bethany show. We go as the polished days. Oh, God. Ben says, I have that clip. I'll send it. It was a toy box. I don't, I don't recall a toy box. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. All right. Now I feel bad about saying to Corey, if you died, I would clap. It happens all the time. Every time I get that pissed off and I say something that mean, I then feel bad about it. Thank you to Green Medicine Shop in Greenville, Michigan. They are uh, care providers. If you need cannabis products, I want you to get them at the green medicine shop. Well, hold on easy. Why do I have to get medicinal marijuana, even though it is better quality? Why can't I just go up to my shop around the corner and get whatever I want? Um, well, first and foremost, it's a sponsor of mine. And there's a number of other fantastic reasons, better quality, 
better service, cleaner shop. Uh, the owner actually comes from the pharmacy world, is a pharmacist, and opened up the green medicine shop. That is Shawnee and Matt. Shawnee is the pharmacist. That is the lady portion of the couple. Uh, they opened up the green medicine shop not that long ago in Greenville, Michigan. They cannot open up a recreational facility, but one day they hope to be able to do that as well. But uh, green medicine shop in Greenville, Michigan has to be a medicinal place to provide uh, cannabis because of the uh, local ordinance. They said, look, you can't do that here. And they said, well, that's ridiculous. You can do it everywhere. Uh, not here. We're too conservative. Well, anyway, <clears throat> that's neither here nor there. They've uh, taken steps to make sure that you make the trek to Greenville, Michigan, to get your cannabis products, cannabis products at Green Medicine Shop. Pardon me. <laughs> Excuse me. So when you go to the website, thegreenmedicineshop.com, Right at the top of it, it says, get a medical card. Corey's back. Click that and go through the 15-minute process to get your medical card. You can then buy from the green medicine shop because you have the medical card. The cost to purchase the card is $90. Okay? Okay. However, get that two-year medical card for $90 and you will get a $100 store credit to Green Medicine Shop. Make the trip up. If you already have your medical card, no big deal. Just go in and buy whatever you want. If you want to uh, consume cannabis products and you are under 21 years old, in the state of Michigan, you are not allowed to consume recreational marijuana under 21 years of age. You can, however, if you do what I just told you to do. Click where it says get your medical card. Let's say today's your 18th birthday and you want to get your two and a half ounces, which is what you can transport in Michigan. Um, I don't want to wait three years to get my marijuana. I want to get it today. You go to the website, thegreenmedicineshop.com, get your card, go to Greenville, get your $100 back. Uh, I guess the 10 bucks goes for the gas and then buy two and a half ounces and go home and melt your face off. Whatever the fuck it is you do. I don't know. Perhaps it's CBD products um, for your uh, ails, aches and pains and whatnot. Perhaps it's edibles. They have it all at Green Medicine Shop online at thegreenmedicineshop.com. More about them on their website, thegreenmedicineshop.com. Kyle also adds, medical marijuana is exempt from Michigan's 10% excise tax on recreational cannabis. This is true. So, Kyle... I expect you to make a trip up to Greenville, Michigan. Please let them know that you heard it from me. How about Darla there? She's just sitting there enjoying the show. Just a patient little pup. Thank you to King's Room Barbershop, three locations, Northland Drive. 
Caledonia. And at 8-21-36th Street in Wyoming, Michigan. King's Room Barbershop. Uh, Their website is kingsroom.net. Thanks to Joe Martinez. He went there yesterday and got his Mexican haircut. Uh, You can get your haircut, too. If you are a dude, you get your haircut at either Zach's, Sport Clips, Jude's, Lady Jane's, or maybe you cut it yourself. Uh, Go to King's Room Barbershop. Try them out today, and uh, you'll become a customer for life. So if you get your uh, guy, get your guys get get their haircuts there. Let me still try that again. Guys get their haircuts there. Get their hairs cut there. This is where guys get their hair cut, and women who like short hair, at King's Room Barbershop. I've got a vouch store, vouch store slash Eric Zane. Great gifts for Valentine's Day. Uh, either the Camp Craft cocktails, the. Um, Pulverizer, exerciser, massager. What the hell is that thing called again? Intensity. I don't know. Unlimited. Uh, all at my vouch store. You can also buy the coffee. You can buy the toothbrush. All things available at my vouch store. Tag accounting. Get your taxes done at tag accounting online at tagcpa.net. The Tax Hobbit wants to work with you today. And also mentioning to you the Grand Rapids Gold. Play basketball tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Get your tickets at grandrapidsgold.com. Jennifer Crumbly was just found guilty yesterday of uh, four counts of involuntary manslaughter, which is what she went to trial for. That is the mom of Ethan Crumbly who marched into the school. He went to school with the backpack, with his gun in his backpack that his mom and dad just bought him a couple days before, and they showed him how to use it. And then they threw it in the sock drawer. And then the kid is a total fucking psycho. And these stupid parents acted like they had no idea. And they're like, yeah, whatever you do, Ethan, if you're planning on going to shoot up the school, do not uh, go into get the gun. It's right here in the sock drawer. So d- stay away from it. Those are orders. And he said, okay, great. And then he went in, got the goddamn gun, brought it to school. And then he sat down and drew a drawing of what he was going to do of actually shooting kids. He drew a drawing of kids that were shot. He drew a drawing of the gun. He wrote on the drawing on his geometry homework. The voices in my head won't stop. Please help me. He wrote down, quote, blood everywhere. Teacher sees it. They go, what the fuck is going on? Bring him down to the counselor. Parents come in. Parents do not inform. They, they take a look at the drawing. They go, I don't, I don't see anything wrong here. Send him back to class. And then the counselor goes, all right. Yeah, you're right. No big deal. They send him back to class. Half an hour later, boom, boom, boom. The gun is on him. The parents never uh, made the gun. It was always accessible. They didn't inform the school, hey, uh, yeah, this is troubling. He, We just bought him a gun. Uh, no one thought to look in the goddamn bag. There's so many so many ridiculous points in the story. And thank God this jury um, found her guilty that she didn't do anything. The fact that they had that meeting, at least the school didn't know that a gun was in play. You know, say what you will about the school. um, being culpable and I believe they are, but, um, 
I guess that is not going to go to trial. That is not being allowed. That lawsuit is not moving forward. Or charges are not being um, sought in that case. Um, but at least the school was not aware that he had access to a gun. The mother and father were 100% aware that the kid had access to a gun. The kid draws his plan on paper and they don't say anything to the authorities that are in that meeting, the counselor, the uh, school liaison officer, nothing. They say nothing. So for the mom and dad to be arrested and to have to face those charges, and now the mom has been convicted of involuntary manslaughter, is so right. It's right as rain. She looks, uh, that's four years, or uh, four killings that took place, uh, four convictions for involuntary manslaughter. Each of those has a maximum sentence of 15 years. Now, I don't know if this is one of those sentences that you carry out four sentences at one time. So that would mean the maximum she would spend in prison in 50, is 15 years, or if it would be 15 times four. I'm sure there would be the uh, possibility of parole. Um, it remains to be seen how that sentencing will work out. But I sincerely doubt, I seriously doubt that she would um, spend the rest of her life in prison. Prosecutors said that uh, Crumbly knew her son 15 of the time of the shooting was struggling with alarming mental health issues. They said instead of getting the kid the help they needed, they bought him a gun. Honestly, he's one of those kids you just look at and go, yeah, this kid's dead inside. Something's going on there. That's why you have to impress this upon your kids. First of all, if you send your kids to school, today's parents, like, you know, if you have parents of school-aged uh, kids, I cannot imagine the stress that you go through on a daily basis. Uh, make sure that they do everything in their power to be nice to that kid that looks like he's got a screw loose. Teach them that. And actually tell them, say, look, this kid's got, you got anybody in your class that's got a screw loose? Yeah, this kid. Okay. You, you see that kid? All right. Make friends with him. Defend him. If he's bullied, go kick somebody's ass. Do what you got to do. It's a matter of life and death because that little fucking wacko uh, may try to shoot up the school one day. And you don't want to be one of those kids. I mean, this is about survival here. And I'm not even bullshitting. Your kids should defend the the uh, the meek and the weak in the first place. You know, uh, bullying needs to get out of the schools. And I, uh, Ethan Crumbly was no doubt bullied, um, but that doesn't give him the right to go and shoot up the goddamn school. I guess that lawyer for um, Jennifer Crumbly was a real piece of work. Uh, I don't know how good of a job she did. 
This groundbreaking trial, according to the USA Today article, is likely to impact how society views parents' responsibility when the children access guns and use them in mass shootings. Most of the jury um, owned firearms. That I found out. There was one of the jurors who spoke on the Today Show today and um, just basically said that the mom just didn't do enough. She didn't do anything to keep that from happening. And in the state of Michigan, uh, there was a law that just passed that um, makes that a felony. Like if uh, if your gun is not locked up in your house and you have kids or some shit like that, um, yeah, you have to have it locked up. Now, I don't have kids. So um, within about 90, no, within about nine seconds, I can be blazing away. They're everywhere. I have more guns than pets in this house. I will say that when the grandkids come over, <clears throat> I do go through. I honest to God, I go through, I get all the hidden guns. I come walking up the steps with an, with an arm full of guns and I, I put them in the safe. Uh, but right as rain, that is to have her convicted uh, of those crimes. She's an absolute monster. And now the dad is next. Brandis says, my kid's school just got swatted and the emails I got from kids truly believing there was an active shooter was absolutely terrifying. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Um, Chris says, always be nice to the weirdos. That was my MO in high school. No, yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, it's about survival. T-Dub7190 says that fat bitch will be doing community services in your local Goodwill within a year. Yeah, I don't know about that. She's not that fat. I mean, come on. Uh, Art Nick says they used to search kids up and down at Lowell for the rumor of having a vape. Megan says, I am confused why they didn't send the kid home when the parents didn't take him home. Great question. And that's come up. Why didn't you insist? Cause they said, no, we won't do that. They should have. I don't know. My God. Uh, Kenny says, how can they have that meeting that day? And nobody thought to check his effing backpack. That's what I really don't understand. That came up to the mom. How could you have done that? And that's why she got one of the reasons why she got convicted of involuntary manslaughter. The doing nothing caused those people to die, which means you go to jail. That's the negligence. Um, yeah, it was just an hour later that he pulled the fucking pistol out. Tyler says the school was concerned enough to feel he should probably go home and still allowed him to go back to class. They are absolutely responsible. Megan says that uh, my neighbor had a family member die in that shooting. Holy fuck. It's freaking terrifying and awful.
T-Dub, says, go see D at King's Room Barbershop. She's the best in GR. Anyone with a clean fade has gotten it from D at King's Room. (laughs) I think I'm going to get a fade. All right. Did Ben Glaze send me the audio? Someone has to have sent me the audio. Didn't somebody say they were going to send me the audio of Ben Glaze with his robots? Robots audio? I need that in my life. Okay. So thank God she's going to prison. Hi, Darla. Hi. Come here. You want to show off? We, we need a palate cleanser. Poppy. Oh, Poppy dog. Oh. Oh, big girl. Oh, big girl. Uh, thank you to Impact Power Sports online at impactpowersportsmi.com. Buy your toys and fun stuff. ATVs, UTVs, Yamaha golf cart. Impact Power Sports. Get a mortgage from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Call today. Interest rates are dropping. Uh, whether it's your first mortgage or your 10th, call Mario today. We got a paintball war coming up in uh, just a handful of days. I think it's the 18th. Uh, reach out to me if you want in. Uh, I need the regular suspects to confirm that because I'm getting a head cut. Don't make me reach out to you. Otherwise, book your event at TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Oh, hello. She loves you guys. She really does. Chris says, what a face. She's special. She's just a troublemaker. She's just a puppy. Uh, all right. What about the school administration? Shouldn't they also face charges for not searching his bag as well? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt on that story. Oh, my God. My hair's a mess. I got to go fix it. Uh, it's time for the asshole of the day, but I don't want to put this puppy down. Oh. You know, when I go down memory lane on those radio stories, my only hope is that it's not boring. You know? Kenny says it's Corey. Oh, absolutely it's Corey. Call me a fucking idiot. I'm not a fucking idiot. I didn't do anything. Corey is your asshole of the day. Okay. Cue him uh, wacky troll face. Where's your wacky troll face, you fuck? 
Thanks for being here. Have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.